okay, so yeah, so in today's episode, uh, we have a fantastic guest, Adam, joining us today. Uh, <clears throat> Steve and Adam uh, threatened to break into a musical at uh, some point during today's uh, podcast. Uh, we uh, we figure out um, like how much edible is you know equal to how much joint today. I think we did a little bit of research that way. Um, I uh, I complain about the fact that I didn't get a twenty five percent discount on uh, nail trimmings with a uh, three legged dog. Uh, we also discuss when do you actually you know what are the benefits in spaying your neuter your spaying or neutering your dog uh, or cats I guess. Uh, uh, like, you know, what the benefits are and when you should do it. We didn't have an answer, so I'm going to research that for the next uh, episode. Um, anyway, uh, you know, again, guys, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, and we'll uh, see you on the other side of the theme song. Have a great day. Do you guys want to listen to podcasts? Okay. Fill your bowl, fill your pet's bowl, and open your ear holes. It's time for Mark Loves Podcasts, Pets and Pot, where we talk about the podcasts, pets and pot that make life pleasant. Isn't that right, boy? Steve, how are you doing this week, buddy? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. You? I am doing well. I've uh, I've I've had a good week. It was uh, it was my last week with Dad uh, at, at the house, and uh, I've handed him off to my brother for the next couple of weeks. So, uh, so yeah, it was it was a pleasure having him here, guesting on our last two podcasts. So, uh, you know, I was we were chatting about having him potentially as like a, a transatlantic guest one day. You know, we we could. Uh, but we'd have to we'd have to start recording earlier than eight p.m. on a Sunday because that would be a little too uh, too late for him. But uh, yeah, I you, uh, you handed him off to your dad. You sound like you put the man in a bassinet and you sent him down the highway. Well, no, that was so we did we did it actually worked out well because my uh, my brother was coming up uh, with uh, my niece uh, for a hockey tournament up to uh, uh, up to Huntsville. So we we just kind of sort of did the exchange there. So we didn't have to drive too far to to drop him off. And I'm gonna miss him. It was I hadn't seen him in three years. So it's uh, it was great having him here we did uh, we did some trivia nights we played uh some card you know a bunch of card games had some drinks and you know took him to a hockey game and uh did oh, an we, escape room. we did the escape room with him and, we, and he went to uh, uh museums and stuff so yeah we had we we filled the i think we filled his time well and uh, and yeah he did two podcasts as well so uh i was pretty but you uh, didn't get him to try pot while he was here no no he was I, you know what he probably did get a contact high maybe uh, there's a chance that could have happened. It's, we were we were we were smoking in you know the basement of the house while he was here, but you know there are vents in the house and you know things you know so he may have he may have got a little bit high and not known it. Who knows? But uh, no, he did not consciously consume any weed while he was here. Um, the last time was what was it? What did he say? It was like 1969 or something like that. It was in the 60s. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, God. I think I think this the, the current weed today would overwhelm him. I think you know, and you know, being in his <laughs> 70s, I don't want to uh, I don't want to be the guy that just ruins you know my dad for the you know the the, the last uh, the last decade of you know plus of his life here. You know, it's uh, you know this is uh, this is uh, yeah. Anyway, um, okay, so. Uh, Steve, uh, you've had a good week. I've had a good week and, uh, we are kind of getting back to our regular format because the last couple of episodes, uh, you know, our, our format's been a little bit different. Um, so, uh, back to sort of the regular, we've got an awesome, 
We've got an awesome guest tonight. This Ab- is great. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. We have a, uh, a friend of mine. Uh, he is a, uh, a, a, a teacher of children, but, uh, 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 but also a stand-up comedian here in North Bay. Uh, welcome to the podcast, uh, Adam Beanish. Thank you for joining us today. How are you, sir? I'm okay. Thanks. <laughs> Doing well, I see, eh? Thank you. Yes. Yes, thank you. And, and uh, 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 happy to be here. I I am I am I like I like talking about stuff. My favorite things. <laughs> oh, you you've come to the right place. If, if your favorite things involve podcast pets and or pot, you're you're in luck tonight. There you go. Yeah, it's yeah. mostly. I had to stop myself from singing "Sound of Music." I also like musicals, but nobody wants that <laughs> in hey, conversation. Dude, I am there. I am there with you. It's uh, under underappreciated. I am a big well, fan if, of. If you uh, guys want to break out into a little tune here, like, is there is there <laughs> anything in particular that you guys can you know just you know give give the listeners a little uh, a glimpse of here? No, is that uh... a little Les Mis? I don't know, a little Les Mis. Uh, oh, a little Miz. I can't do. Phantom. Phantom's my favorite. <laughs> I don't have the pipes for that. I can't do Phantom. So what? And so, Shrek the musical. Shrek, though. and we have the entirely wrong crowd that listens to this podcast if we start if we broke up into you know all i ask of you at this point i mean things are not gonna go well i mean people barely listen to us as it is well they'll oh, just sure. assume well, that if you guys are singing that you guys are going to be the high ones today not me but uh um you know like as per usual i'm gonna ask the question i ask every guest adam are, are you getting high for tonight's podcast or are you high already n- no i'm not but people <laughs> usually think i am because <laughs> I have like a lower level of uh, you know attention, and my eyes are fully dilated. <laughs> so you're just yeah. you always look stoned. Is that it? I always look stoned. I was actually I I was given uh, it was kind of like the Breakfast Club, but there was a play someone did in in high school, and I was the jock, but then they changed me to the stoner because oh, you, I you was must... too low energy. You must have a blast at airports. I mean, you you must get called into secondary every time you go to an airport. No, no, I clean up pretty well actually. So <laughs> I'm, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm very verdant when I'm going through. I don't make jokes in airports or relationships or jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, so Adam, so you're 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 not getting high for tonight's no. podcast. So that's 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 Sorry. fair. Uh now Steve as per usual, I know you're not getting high cuz you you like to you like to sort of keep uh everything on track for us in case I start to go <laughs> off the rails. Someone's um, got to keep this ship floating in the right direction. Absolutely. So today I uh I stopped by my favorite place. Uh it's uh it's wild card weekend in uh in the NFL and so I was I went to watch uh, the Bills barely beat uh the Dolphins. Uh, this afternoon, and then on the way home, I decided to stop by Happy Life, and I grabbed myself, um, what is it called here? Eight Ball Kush Shatter. So uh, it's a double-infused pre-roll. Um, I don't know if you can see this from here, but the outside of the joint has all these nice crystals stuck to it, and then the inside of the joint has more drugs. So it's... Uh, okay, Mark, what I, know the crystals? I, I know I am far the, far the lightweight, and I certainly have no business being on a podcast about mm-hmm. pot with my history, but it, you know, in the whole drug thing, is using the word eight ball to describe something from a cannabis place is that not going to confuse the hardcore druggies well i think i think the people that are into is it eight balls of heroin is that what it is or is it coke i don't know but uh, i don't i think that you can tell the difference between this eight ball and an eight ball of whatever the like the the the, the coke or the heroin 
Um, I'm actually, I'm pretty excited because when I opened this, I'd opened it early just to have a quick peek at it. And I was shocked at, uh, at uh, how nice it looks. So I, there's every chance that I might actually get really, really like just super stoned today. Um, and so, uh, so Steve, you know, you have the show notes in hand, so you are, you're be, be ready, be ready. Like if I might, note- you might just see me just disappear from the screen here. Cause I've fainted a few times smoking weed in my life. So, you know, if that happens, just, you know, just carry on as if, as if nothing went wrong. Okay. I've got the timer going, and if I hear a loud thud, and it's just your head hitting the uh, the mic, the boom mic in front of you, you know, Adam and I will, will you know, we'll, we'll break out in a song. That's your well, thing. You did- Hold your shit together, Mark, because if you fucking pass out, Adam and I, I'm going to find some obscure musical, like Miss Saigon or something, and we're going full into it. So keep your shit together. I'll try. I'm going to do my best. <clears throat> okay. Now Adam, so but you're not smoking tonight. You're not you're not con- but you no. do consume you do consume cannabis, right? I do. I have. I'm not I'm not frequent. It's you, not as ritualistic as a lot of users uh So how what but, would you say uh, your if frequency offered, is? I may. Are yeah. you are you like a monthly kind of guy once a week? Where are mm-hmm. you in? Well, maybe. It's often if offered. I uh, I don't uh partake too much myself yeah so you're I'm a, a freeloader you're drinker. a freeloader pot i'm a freeloader i'm a cheap <laughs> 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 also yeah also a cheap date when i have it because it, it hits me you know so you're I like i don't know is there yeah you're like is one there of those... a dad is there a dad drunk of getting high <laughs> like that for me yeah i see i see so so really like you, you get high whenever it's offered to you basically yeah i get dad high yeah so it like yeah Nice. It's me oh. really hard. But... Oh, really? Eh? So, so, cause we, we were talking like, you know, before, before we start to record the show, we, uh, we like to sort of prepare to kind of figure out what we might be talking about. And, uh, and so I asked Adam, I'm like, so do you have anything that you'd like to, uh, you know, you'd like to discuss in, in, in regards to a plot? And again, like this, it seems to be a common thing with a lot of people. You were like, uh, you said, uh, you had a, a bit of like an edible overdose, um, and, and that seems to be a common theme with a lot of our guests is, uh, the, you know, the, the consumption of, is it, was it too much, was it too much edibles you ate or were you like just not aware you ate some edibles? Well, I think it was, I think it was too much. Uh, like it was a friend that gave it to me. It was, um, I think years back I had like some brownies and whatnot and I'm a, I'm like a high energy guy, but, and then it was like three in the morning. I was like laughing and crying. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? I'm like, oh, right. It's that thing I had, you know, and it's just like with roommates at the time. Now, was this? And, um, yeah. Go on. Sorry. Yeah. It was probably like yeah, 20 years back or whatnot, you know, back in the day. And you were aware that there was, there was like the, 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 the brownie had, uh, was, was laced. Yeah. Yeah. I was aware, but uh, it tasted horrible as well. Apparently it's gotten better. Uh, uh, and proponents will say, oh, it's getting better. You know, it doesn't taste. <laughs> <laughs> you know they're like it's like it's not horrible anymore right you know uh but uh but i just forgot about it because it's uh it's often slow release and that's what like a lot of people say yeah yeah so you're just kind of sitting there and you're just kind of as well sorry you know, it's often inconsistent where it is and it, it'll like yeah the 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 uh, i guess the efficacy um you know the active ingredients will be in different parts of the actual item the 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 baked good yeah so yeah one bite could be a little bit more potent than another then right Hmm. mark you've told me that before too like when you go to ocs or or to a a cannabis retailer Mm -hmm. you know you get 
a, a container. I've seen the cool one has peanut butter cups. So, but if there's like two peanut butter cups in a package, mm-hmm. the the consistency is there. Where you've told me where you've baked stuff, and a friend of mine told me too because they tried baking at home, and you could make a tray of brownies, and like half the tray is where all the THC is, and then you get like nothing from the other half. So you can take two pieces out. And there's no consistency. Yeah, because I think, because like I think, like the way you know, the way they manufacture the edibles, they're, they're, I think they're sort of all uh, you know manufactured on an individual basis, so you know exactly how much THC is sort of in each one. Whereas, yeah, like when you're baking stuff, you you never and you you never know, you know, which might be the more potent bite, and uh, and you know how potent the stuff is that like you know the butter you make and all that. Because like I've made butter. Uh, before and you know I've had I've you know I've made yeah, I like to make rice krispie squares when I make butter and that uh, and I've had rice krispie squares that like I've just been like I felt nothing and then I've had ones that I've just like you know sort of knocked me on my ass and and you know just been fantastic so it's very uh, it's uh, um, I think I think with the edibles now like that you're getting like the the manufactured ones I imagine uh, there's there's way more consistency in the uh, in in the edible that you're getting. Yeah, that, that probably helped as well with our regulation in Canada. I assume with the consistency of a uh, product, like yeah. with all with all with all the products being made now. Well, absolutely, because that because that's the thing is like we when we had Hillary on, right? She was talking about how they have to do lab tests for their for their products and everything. So, you know, they're sending them out to to third party labs that are that are that are you know confirming you know how much THC is in the product, you know, and you know they're, they're taking random samples to confirm that they're falling within. Because I imagine you know each gummy there's probably like there's a, a margin of error for each gummy in regards to how much is in there, right? Like if it's saying it's a 10 mm-hmm. milligram gummy, I imagine that you know there's probably like a you know a threshold in there that you know if it's like 9.9 to 10 is fine, right, or something along those lines, as long as it's falling in that range. But um, now, do you have you ever had like do you consume any, uh, and have you had the current gummies that are available, like the legal ones, Adam? Well, I had, I'm not sure what it was, but a friend gave me something. So <laughs> like <laughs> just like, like, a friend gives you something and like, okay, eat it. <laughs> a that, friend yes. gave me something. They're like, here, would you like this? And they gave me instructions as well, but it was like um, a big inch square gummy and it had like, <laughs> sh- I think it was sugar. It was all on it and things like this. And it, it looked very pretty, you know, but it was, uh, but they're like, uh, I forgot the milligram directions they gave me. So I was like, I had um, I had a friend coming over and I had a few beers already. And then we were going uh, to the bar later and I started, I just like, look at this gummy. It's like one a chunk like this. And I'm like, oh, and I just like was chewing on it. And I ate the whole thing. It was about, <laughs> uh, about, I think it was about 100 milligrams. So. Oh, shit. Really? And, yeah. you're, and you're you're a bit of a lightweight, eh? I am. Yeah, I don't partake and I forgot the directions, but uh, I'm also I'm what? also like a pretty big guy. You know, I'm like I'm like I'm like two two forty six feet tall. And I, I thought this, this should, should be good. Yeah. <laughs> so what directions did they give you? Open package place in mouth? Like what? How many directions well, did you? They get said. With this? Well, they gave me. They're like, you got to cut this much of it, and you have to be careful. <laughs> and because well, because they know they. But know, you right? but you just like decided they, to eat the whole thing. <clears throat> I'm like, yeah, it should be fine. They said <laughs> eat, cut off a little bit at a time, but if I have more, it might be more potent. Like this is my rationale. <laughs> but it was it was tough. I actually started. I was like, I was sitting there talking with my friend. I was about five bars in and had a bar of this gummy. 
and uh i would just like laugh crying like about like half an hour after after it right <laughs> and 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 i was just like glazed my face was glazed <laughs> with tears right? and uh and i had to sit down at one point because i just realized internally that i couldn't walk because things were like getting wobbly on the frame of my uh you know the frame of my experience i'm like this isn't good and i was like having a hard time walking and things like this yeah it was it was tough but i sat down and then you know i made the confession a little while later they're like you want to go to the bar i'm like oh in a little bit and i'm just like i was just like sitting there with a beer at the time <laughs> trying to like and i was sitting down next to them uh and i and i made that confession i'm like uh i'm like i had a little something <laughs> before and they're like that makes sense right because i usually uh i i am a laugher but not that much yeah <laughs> so did you so how long were you writing that bad boy out for oh it for gone oh, up. So, sorry steve steve oh i was gonna say you've i know you do stand up out have you ever gone and done stand up you know after consuming no, not not really you know someone would offer like um yeah the little puff pass and things like that but nothing too heavy yeah so but, yeah you... i'd often uh, have a drink or two sometimes before a show but so you like to you like to warm up with a little alcohol before a stand-up set then well you know it loosens me i'm a very uptight individual and i've got you know this resting face <laughs> so <it's, laughs> it does loosen me a bit but i can't it can't be too much or else you know i'm like I've become a lot slower than intended on stage and things like this. Yeah. But yeah, it, but that's, uh, but, but that's, me. I think yeah. that's like, that's who you are on, on stage. Right. Like, cause we, you and I are both completely opposite people when it comes to, like, mm -hmm. I go up on stage and I'm just like, I go right. And it's just, there I am. And it's just very extreme where you like, like you like to play that, that pause, which is, I love it. Like, I think that's, you know, that's why I always enjoy your sets. Um, and yeah, like everybody just has a different style for comedy when they're up there. Right. As you know, as long as, yeah, you, you it know. slows me down too much though. I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm pretty lethargic, but I've got a weird energy and I'm trying to have that like, kind of like almost anger kind of energy under my delivery and stuff like this. And, um, usually a lot of my bits, they often start, start off very slow and I try to make it angrier and angrier and it's me getting angry at in consequential stuff or whatnot you know <laughs> and that's the humor of like you know like i'll start off i'll say like i'm a teacher and i think that you know uh, i'm like but i hate kids or whatever <laughs> or i'll say like uh some kids should swear you know uh and of like you know that picky kid that like always asks you know you put on a, a video for them and they're like is this going to be inappropriate and the whole class is just like you know pissed off already at this person and they'll be like you know phillips a filthy fibber <laughs> and i'm just like i'm like oh just just drop drop an f-bomb you'll feel so much better we all will you've got this weird <laughs> weird energy but but yeah i usually end that with like angrily swearing and muttering to myself getting frustrated at the idea of you know that kid what, or whatever what grade do you teach adam I teach, uh, it's elementary. I, I have a private uh, art school, so it's it's usually like 4 to 12, that range, typically. Yeah. Oh. So I'm guessing you're not showing the People versus Larry Flint as one of your movies for your art class, so I guess that's, you know, the inappropriate question. 
oh no well you know like uh, we'll, we'll put on the like this is youtube we're not allowed to watch youtube and like everything is heavily vetted we watch everything and yeah yeah we're, we we will would not show you this if it was inappropriate <laughs> like it's not it's like part we got rules for that or whatever yeah <laughs> have you uh you've you've oh, i'm not gonna i was gonna say i should ask you this but no because then i was gonna ask you if you have you ever gone to school high but uh Mm -hmm. uh, but then, oh no, I got a I got a rule against it myself as well as as do schools. Yeah, yeah, ex exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's it. You know, We've that's, got a company that's... policy, but it doesn't really apply, especially to me, because yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm a preparer. So, um, okay, so Steve, uh, last week, okay, we were talking about because uh, you guys, because you know, you you seem to enjoy the edible consumption there. Uh, that, now, do you smoke weed at all, or is it all sort of consumed edibly? Adam? Oh, sorry. I thought that was that. Steve. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I smoke occasionally uh, if, if, if passed. Uh, okay. But yeah, I, I don't care for smoke myself. I'm, uh, yeah, just for uh, uh, health reasons, among other things. But yeah. And Steve, you, and typically if you, if you're going to ever consume, it's typically either a drink or an edible, right? Um, yeah. It, it just, and for no other reason than if, if I do it, I just, I wouldn't think of, of going and getting a joint or, or doing that. And I certainly don't own a pipe or a bong. So, you know, my, my options are a little bit more limited and the, you know, the, the pre-roll idea is um, my wife doesn't smoke and, and I used to smoke. So the idea of having a smoke thing, she doesn't do it. So edibles just become an easy thing if, if you're going to have them or, or have them around. So, yeah. Okay, because last week we, because uh, uh, I we were talking about uh, smoking versus edibles, and we didn't, and we we started getting into a conversation about it, but we didn't have the information in front of us at the time, um, so I decided to kind of cut that out. Because Steve, your question was, what's like sort of the equivalent of let's say an edible to a joint, right? Because we weren't we weren't sure about stuff, so I went and had a look, and I went, uh, I found this website. It was called the Donut Hole. Um, and um, so um, uh, th this is what I found from it, that uh, the amount of edible cannabis equivalent to a joint varies depending, depending on the potency of the product, length and width of the joint, and the potency of cannabis used in the joint. So generally speaking, a standard joint would be the equivalent of about four to five milligrams of THC. So, and then, uh, and edibles can be, you know, like in Ontario, they can be anywhere from up to what, 10 milligrams per, per edible. So, yeah. Um, so well, they come in two fives. So usually an edible package has two, five milligram things in it. So, so the package so, is 10. Yeah. So basically a five milligram piece is the equivalent of smoking one joint. That seems to be the, uh, that seems to be kind of where I, I'm sort of just, because it's saying, and it's also, um, that, uh, that edibles and joints are, are two very different methods of ingesting marijuana and the strength uh, of the effects can uh, each vary greatly. When it comes to potency, edibles generally have higher THC content than joints do. And this is because the THC is extracted from the marijuana plant and then processed into an edible form. So it's more concentrated and potent than the plant in its natural state. 
Um, and it says also have the advantage. Uh, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, so edibles, there seem to be a little bit more potent, um, uh, which is probably, you know, why the, the high lasts for so long. Um, and, and the, the concentration of THC is a little bit higher. Um, so I think, you know, like, so, um, and I'm assuming when they're saying a standard joint, it's probably about a half, a half gram joint. Um, and saying it has about four to five milligrams of THC. So, so that's uh, what a pre-roll is, right, Mark? So when you go to the OCS and you buy those little pre-roll. Who well, so like this one here, joint? this one I got today is a, this one I think is one gram. Um, so, uh, so that one, uh, let me confirm here. I'm pretty sure I'm going blind and, you know, I'm getting old. Yep. One gram. So, um, yeah. So anyway, they typically vary anywhere between like 0.3 to, to, to one gram seems to be this, like anything bigger than that seems to be a bit too big. Then it's like, you're just smoking a little baseball bat and it doesn't, doesn't seem worth it. So now you're getting two. So two joints is the equivalent of a package of edibles. A 10 milligram pack of edibles, basically. Right, which is, I think, all they can sell at OCS. I yeah. think they can only sell 10 milligrams. So that that's a good comparison for someone like me that doesn't know. So, But the difference is, and you've said it before, if I get one 10 milligram pack of edibles or I smoke two joints, the effects are a lot different because I'm going to get high in a hurry oh, yeah. smoking two joints versus the edibles, I'll eat the 10 milligrams because for someone like my size, I'm, I'm two and change. So I'm, I'm over 200 pounds. So a 10 milligram edible for me would take an hour, hour and a bit to hit in, but it's kind of an even high where if I went and smoked two joints back to back, I'd be pretty fucked up. Oh, well, yeah. Like that's the thing is this is, I'm assuming this is more sort of, Oh, I'm going to sneeze. Oh, I feel it coming. Hold on. Hit the mute button. Oh, Hit the mute oh, button. button. Is there a button? You're, you're a pro. I think, it, I think it's the edit button after Adam. He edits all this shit out later. Oh, so. oh no, this this I think this that could be the uh the ooh wow. Woo, that could be I got a little bit of like the uh the smoke from the shit joint. Your pants? Hit my oh. hit my nose a little bit oh, there. No. You know, I didn't sharp myself or anything. It looks like oh. a milky liquid that you uh, all over your room. Oh, it's, <laughs> well, that's usually a milky, that's usually a milky liquid all over his it's face. Like, so it looks like a spider's web or something. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, all over the place. You know, um, uh, yeah. So, so that's uh, so that's yeah. So, so, so if you guys are if you're looking to, to be edible consumers, so I think about a five milli, five milligrams of edible is is about the equivalent of about a half gram joint. Um, that's kind of mm-hmm. where I'm ballparking it, according to this uh, the uh, the donut hole. Um, yeah, but I wanted to kind of figure something because last week we were a little bit confused about that. I think Steve, and then we were like, okay, let's research this a little bit so we have a little bit better of an answer to uh, to that question. I hope that satisfies uh, the information you were looking for, Steve. No, that's that's perfect. And on time, you could not be better. We are exactly on time to move over to. Uh, oh our well, look at that! Segment. Look how that worked. That's that's fantastic. I <laughs> just look. It's it's magic. We're moving at a good clip today. I'm excited because we have because the last couple of episodes, um, Steve and I have been have been doing the the, the grunt work of, of recommending podcasts, and you know even like we love doing that, but at the same time we don't have an infinite list of podcasts to recommend. So it's nice to have somebody on that's going to take on that grunt work again for us. Now, Adam, are you like uh, how like are you like a daily listener to podcasts? Is this uh, is this something that you do on a regular basis? Oh yeah, yeah. I've always got them on. Like I've uh, I've listened to them for years, and I was angry that uh, I think it was like 2007. This one show that was on 11 on CBC's didn't have a podcast yet. Because <laughs> <laughs> even 
the larger media corporations were late adopters, you know, and now they're like all they're all over it. Yeah. Yeah, it seems to be it seems to be sort of this it, it it seems like a lot of people are just having them as an addition to like a main source of media they already have, right? Like it's like people mm-hmm. have a YouTube channel, so they're gonna have a podcast. So we're just going strictly podcast. We're going very small here. It's a very budget friendly way to do this. You know, we you know, people don't need to see us, you know, videotaping ourselves and, and doing this. Uh, again, you know, faces for radio. Um, so, so do you, so like, is, is, is podcast listening? Is that like a, a main a media consumption for you in your life? Uh, yeah, probably. Like I always have it on at work all the time. Um, the, uh, uh, or, or, or my music, but like, as I'm walking down the street or going between things, I'll always have my, my earbud in as well. Nice. Um, Yeah. But like I like I like long form stuff for that reason, and I can usually measure my day based on how long they are. Like I have time for a half hour or oh nice <laughs> an hour between things. Yeah. Now, now do you listen at like a at like regular one time speed, or do you do you, do you pick up the pace oh. at all? <laughs> yeah, I have one team. I at uh, one time I can't deal with. Uh, some people are very fast talkers too, so I always verify whether it's one and a half or two timers. Oh nice. Uh, accidentally, I can't do it the fast yeah. uh talking yeah well that's hey that's fair, like that's fair enough it's uh like if you're if you're there just to sort of consume it and, and enjoy it at regular speed there's there's no issues with that at all so excuse me when you uh, uh is it like do you do you have like a certain subjects you like to listen to or you, like are you like a uh like do you like a, is it like news is it true like is it history true crime what's are you are you kind of all over the place with your uh, podcast selections well I, I like a lot of um yeah, a lot of a lot of political stuff, a lot of stuff about um, uh, 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 a, a lot of a lot of comedy as well, um, like like comedy casts that deal with um, uh, different different things. There there was one I really liked. It was called uh, "Let's Talk About Sets." Oh, I think uh, you rec- like, yeah you recommend that yeah, to me. Yeah, it was like comedy practice and theory. Uh, 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 but but a lot of like meandering comedy podcasts I can't really listen to because you know comics uh, typically go on right uh, <laughs> as do most humans. But yeah, nice. Okay, get off on a rant here. So well well then you know what we'll we'll rein you in here there Adam. Then we're gonna let's yeah. uh, let's start with your first podcast that you want to recommend. Is there any particular one you want to start with? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'll go through them. I guess uh, order I gave them. Um, uh, improv, oh, improv for humans. Okie doke. So, what do we got with that podcast? Um, that's uh, that's with um, yeah, Matt Besser. He's out of the um, UCB camp, I think, out there. The UCB, what's that? Uh, UCB, the Upright Citizens Brigade, I think. Okay. And and they have like um, I think they had like school and classes, and Amy Poehler and a bunch of bunch of people like that were out of out of there. I think I think they're based out of LA and whatnot, but but he does, um, yeah. It's, it's like a long form sketch kind of show, and they just talk about things, and they're like, "Let's do a scene about that," you know. But he also laughs at his scenes and all this, which is usually uncouth for you know acting. But he, he always <laughs>, laughs and giggles. He's like, "Hey, hey, hey," the whole time. But it's it's really fun. Um, Jimmy fun Fallon podcast. made a career out of that, so it's not that off. That yeah. Off oh time. yeah. Well. Well, Fallon, I love people. They're like, uh, someone was coming on to host and they're like, who, they're like, they're like, who's that guy? They're like, oh, that's Jimmy. He's just glad to be here. And he's like, he's like giggling in the corner, you know? 
So is this okay? So so is this like a, a like like how many people are are, are sitting like are, are involved in this podcast? Is it just Mark or Matt? Well, they uh, Matt's like the host, but they uh, they usually have um, uh, like three or four other guests on, and they do scenes together. And, that. and so, how are they doing it? Are they like is Matt just sort of throwing things out at them, or are they like pulling out of hats or something like that? What's how how are we? No. Uh, they typically talk conversationally about things like I heard about this in the news or they'll listen to like a YouTube video they like heard on YouTube and then they'll base a scene off that. He's like, let's do a scene off that. And then oh, they, nice. you know, cut, cut it. So it's like fairly seamless in that. Yeah. And you, and is it, uh, and like the, the, it's, I miss the, the, the people they're having on there. Are they like well-known comedians and stuff? Oh yeah. 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 They have a, a lot of pros. Uh, he had one guy who was, um, Matt Walsh, I don't know if you know him, but he he's out at the UCB, but he was on like shows like Veep and, and things like that oh, with okay. Julia Louis Dreyfus. Um, but yeah, yeah. Big, big tall uh, uh, redhead guy, very fun, very funny, very deadpan. Um, so they'd often fall into those kind of characters. Yeah. Oh, nice. And so is this is this like a is this like a like a weekly? Is this like a, an ongoing series, or is this uh, is this like a con- yeah continuing ongoing series? Yeah, it's usually weekly, about a half an hour show every week or so. And is it and is it typically um, is it family friendly? Are we looking at like uh, like you know seventeen up? You know PG thirteen. What are we? Uh... Probably, probably, probably not. It gets pretty gross sometimes. Uh, okay, yeah, so this yeah. is this is like an adult, like you know, uh, seventeen, eighteen kind of plus sure. kind of show. Is that what we're looking at? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't recommend it for the car ride with the kids. <laughs> And, uh, and so is this, uh, 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 so are you listening to this just are you to get like, to, to, to learn about improv or is this more just like ear candy to enjoy it? Uh, it, it's just for fun. Yeah. Uh, like they, they, they have a very interesting, um, they talk about theory a lot as well in it. Um, uh, like they went, uh, I think a lot of their stuff is, they call it, it's based off of the Herald, which is a long form improv format. Um, so, so instead of, um, typically a lot of improv would be, um, yes. And yeah, you know, like where you're adding to what's given and you build on what's, what, uh, what's in a scene or in a world or whatnot, uh, they typically start with, uh, if this is true, what else is true? So, so they'll expand on things and elaborate. Um, so they had, they had one where it was like, um, the improv community was upset because velociraptors had made their way into the scene and they're hard to compete against <laughs> because, <laughs> because they're apex predators and they're very vicious on stage, you know, oh, but that was like an on, yeah, that was an ongoing fictional universe where that was true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. So, uh, improv for humans. Uh, and that's, yeah. uh, that's a, that's a weekly 18 plus, uh, yep. uh podcast but uh, uh so people people just uh, improvising sketches based on conversations they're having yeah it's really fun it's really, really upbeat too so i usually like listen based on my mood so yeah oh fantastic okay so are we uh, are we going to the next one down the list then there adam sure, sure. okay uh yeah canadian made the villain was right um it's uh you have a few comedians down at uh, i think they're at a toronto area um and uh yeah they talk about movies and they try to give the contrarian viewpoint and talk about these these older movies you know like um uh, who, who was the true you know was uh, who, who who was the true villain in uh what was the recent one they did uh oh they talked about um santa claus 3 
Oh, like the Tim I, I Allen Santa Clauses? The Tim Allen movie, yeah. Okay. So they're like, you know, they're talking about how Jack Frost kind of had some points and he was there before even Christmas existed. And <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they're they're they're, they're arguing yeah. on behalf of the bad guys then. Of the bad guys. So I it's a, see. Like, Devil's Advocate comedy podcast. Yeah. So did so like so like uh, if they were if they were like like doing let's say Die Hard, they would be advocating on behalf of Hans Gruber and uh, sure yeah and and why what he was doing was was absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, I always joke with kids about how um, in Frozen, I'm like, Hans was the good guy. Um, uh, and they're like, no, he tried to kill Elsa and Anna. I'm like, those sisters had to be stopped. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Anna froze everything. Uh, Elsa froze everything. Anna's jumping on couches. They're reckless, you know. Yeah. Oh, don't- this guy comes in, he's giving everyone blankets, and then he had to stop them the only way he knew how. Mark, I think you were the one that told me we, in one of our previous shows, we were talking about how Frozen was a, a conspiracy theory. So when you Googled the word Frozen in Disney, oh, you yeah. didn't forget a thing about Disney's head being frozen. I think that might have been Doug. Oh, I think Doug might have brought it, that up. You mentioned, yeah. Yeah, I think Doug yeah. might have brought that up. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, well, potentially. I, uh, I uh, uh, See, I've never seen Frozen, so uh, so I've, I'm not... Uh, because I'm a, I don't have kids, so I I haven't right. seen like any of these Disney. I don't movies. have kids, and I've seen Frozen. Well, you know, but I, I discovered last week you're also t- into the American Kennel Club show, Steve. So I'm I'm learning a lot about yeah. you. You know, yeah, and, uh... gross. <laughs> <laughs> so is this? So in this podcast, are they? Uh, are they? Are they just sort of like? Are they watching the movie, or or is this sort of they're just reviewing the movie and and the and the the villainous character in the movie? Uh, like, how is that going here? Yeah, they do. They do a rewatching uh, of a movie, or sometimes they've seen it for the first time. Uh, they recently did um, Overboard with like, Goldie Hawn and Oh Kurt it, Russell. Kurt Russell. Okay, yep. And they're like, "This is messed up because there's like serious consent things, and he's lying to her. He's like controlling <laughs> a woman who has amnesia. He's like, this is messed up, and like his whole family's in on it, and his best friends like okay with this. Like, yeah." That's a, well, I've that, added, that I've added this moves. to my list. I went through from uh, your recommendations, Adam, and I had gone and I'd added through my list because there's some really interesting on there. And and there there's like 200 and something episodes. Like there's a, a They've been like doing been it a while. while, yeah. And is this yeah. a weekly? Are we talking a weekly podcast here? They do a weekly too. They also have like early Patreon uh, episodes and things like that. Uh, and their fans get to vote on it as well. So yeah, I hope they're they're making some some coin so, at least. So yeah. Steve, what are some of the uh, like? What are some of the movies or things they're covering there? Well, I you know when you go through like the 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 very first one they had was um, was Wayne's World. So that was one. <laughs> I, I actually went through because ultimately I went looked back to see if the first one was Karate Kid because that is by far <laughs> the most disputed. Was the bad guy really the bad guy in the Karate Kid? Yeah. Um, from How I Met Your Mother, but when you watch Cobra Kai, like the spinoff series, um, but uh, I went back to see if that was it because I thought it was really interesting. But no, Wayne's World, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, um, Mrs. Doubtfire, which w- would be an interesting one. I read the synopsis for that, and I, I think mm-hmm. that would be interesting. Oh, really? Of course, everyone okay. thinks, you know, Robin Williams, or I can't remember his character on the show, you know, he just wanted to be with his kids. But meanwhile, yeah. he lied, dressed up as a woman, snuck in to see his children against a court order. So, yeah, I mean, 
he's not the villain. But it's or Steve. sorry, he's the bad guy. Sally Field and Remington Steele were the good people. Steve, in that movie. if we <laughs> haven't learned anything from Hollywood movies, it's that love, you know, trumps all. And you know, it doesn't matter. It's if you're doing it for love, then it's absolutely fine. And well, sure, know, love is an open door. That's what the hero from Frozen saying <laughs> he, he, tra- he tricked someone into a marriage and took over the kingdom. Now is, like is, is what are we, are we, is this again like an 18 plus uh, podcast there, Adam, or is this? Oh yeah. Bit, they yeah? get into some really creepy stuff too. Yeah. Okay. So again, uh, the, keep this away from the kids. I'm assuming that kids aren't <laughs> listening to our podcast in general. Cause we, we talk kids, and kids swear. never, kids never listen. Like they pick up swear words cause we giggle at it, but they typically don't listen to anything <laughs> that you like. They, they'll like reject it out of hand. Oh. Okay. If so- it tells you anything, ET has an explicit rating on the villain was. I mean, the, the ET episode has oh, really explicit rating. So, yeah. oh, that's uh, I, you know I might check that one out. Okay, so the villain was right. Okay, so that was yeah called the yeah, villain was right, and that's a Canadian podcast. Canadian made, yeah. Canadian made, and it's uh they're they're taking the uh, devil's advocate view. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know when in, in discussing some movies there. Okay, so. On to uh, podcast number three there, uh, Adam, and yeah. we are looking at? Uh, that's Our Hen House. It's, um, uh, I think they're out of the States, but it's about uh, veganism uh, itself. Yeah, I recently uh, uh, converted to uh, to dropping animals out of my diet. Um, and it's interesting. It's really, like, really casual as opposed to what they think vegans are mostly. Um, <laughs> Okay, They're so pretty chill. Yeah. So, so are, there, are they? So, what? What are the typical discussions happening on the uh, the episodes then? Uh, they had different ones. They they had like this group who was t- uh, helping people in the in um, the Caribbean convert to veganism and and uh, and spread uh, the word on how to how to deal deal with um you know meat or animal heavy diets and and all this in in your areas. Um, uh, the, the one person there, an animal cruelty lawyer themselves. And, uh, they also talked about, uh, recently, uh, being at parties with different people and whatnot. Um, and, uh, the kind of interactions they've had just, just, uh, whenever it's brought up and how to, you know, talk to people about it without, <laughs> without scaring them off or whatever. But yeah, yeah actually, it's yeah. really good. They talk about the ongoing news and things happening in that world or whatnot but so is this uh so are you so you're you're no more animals in your diet now no okay and you've and did you was this did you choose this to do this for health reasons or or like that the ethical sort of animal for you know because you you didn't want to you know animals to be harmed anymore yeah yeah it's mostly ethical also uh uh environmental um uh, and you know, yeah, health is the last concern. Um, I, I had been cutting out, you know, salts, seasonings, and sauces out of my diet. Then I realized I don't actually like chewing on meat <laughs> itself. <laughs> you know, that I thought about it. Um, yeah, I typically wouldn't eat a three-year-old baby, and dogs and pigs have similar. Oh, there you similar go. thinking ability. So yeah. Oh, so okay. Mesh with my internal logic. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. And then, and 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 you've uh, you've you've adapted to it well. Then I have. It's been tough, like uh, just scanning packages because I'm you know I'm not I'm no chemist. And I don't understand what most <laughs> things are in in their you know their their chemical name from ancient Latin or whatever. 
so it's very <laughs> tough but i just scan things i'm like okay um uh, i'm like milk cheese eggs if it has that that's a no-go you know and i'm like quickly picking up things and um sometimes it'll say uh contains in like bold packaging in canada at least i think if there's animal products so that's like a bolded thing that you can quickly scan or whatnot but now did you um did you find this podcast after you decided to become a vegan or did it help this podcast help you decide to become a vegan no i found it after like uh uh, usually like a lot of podcasts on any subject are just uh, not very well formatted or whatnot but this is just very 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 light in its approach and you know very accessible and very very together with their, their specific topics and formats yeah so it's Recently, they talked about, they're like, hey, y'all thought, um, y'all thought beer was vegan. Guess again. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, shit, eh? Because, <laughs> yeah, there's like fish gills and. Oh, really, eh? Oh, wow. For okay. The filtering oh. process. It's like, it's weird. Yeah. I see. They, I can, get... they can do it. As with anything, they can do it with something else, right? Now, I'm not a vegan. I'm not a beer drinker. Um, but I'm I, like, I, I do. I, I like meat. I know, Steve, I don't think, like, are you slightly vegetarian? How does that work for you? No, I'm, I'm, I, I, I backed off. I was pretty close to being full vegan um, uh, for about five or six years. Um, I've eased off on a few things. Um, one thing I, 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 I was, I was vegan light, like I, no real dairy. Uh, the only thing I still had in my diet that was non-vegan was eggs and, uh, um, cream. The only dairy I could not get rid of was, was cream in, in my coffee. I tried everything else. So, um, yeah, I was, uh, no meat, no dairy or sorry, no meat, no dairy. Um, other than, uh, really eggs for, uh, a number of, for about six years. And, uh, I I've recently adjusted a little bit. Um, I I've got fish back in my diet and I've continued on with the eggs, um, and still haven't given up cream. So, um, if I'm trapped somewhere, I'm not fundamental about it. Like we went out to a restaurant Mark last time we got together and, you know, at a lot of those types of restaurants, there's not a lot of healthy mm-hmm. vegan options. So you try and go as healthy <clears throat> as you can and, to get some kind of protein in and, and have a kind of a balanced meal. I'm, I'm not religious about it, but uh, no, I, I, for the same reasons as you, Adam, I, I went that route and hmm. yeah, it, uh, it, it's a bit of a pain in the ass sometimes it's difficult, <laughs> but uh, well, yeah. I feel like a complainer when I'm like, what's, what's in this, right? Like, and yeah. then the question will be why I why I don't want animal product or whatever. Like you, you think vegans are annoying, but yeah, meat eaters can't stop looking at people's plates you know like they always lean over They're like why yeah. you why you eat that i could never eat a green thing i'm like what what are you five like get out of here <laughs> yeah see <laughs> well, like it's I'm... also sorry go steve it's also a thing about you know i i do it you know for some work functions i do it to be polite and to not kind of rock the boat because you don't want to be that that person so i, I went to um a really short story we went to a, a, a trade show and we got invited by um, this is my last job, got invited by one of our, our big vendors uh, to go to an evening. So we were in Vegas, we went to this super, super fancy steakhouse. And, you know, I went as, as a guest of, of someone more senior, and we're sitting down at the table, we ordered, and he looks over and goes, I just, it just, you don't eat meat. No, 
why did you say to come? I said, you asked me, needed a wingman. So I, I came. So, you know, we're there and, and they get the, the dinner and he's like, fuck, I can't believe I invited a, a, a vegetarian to a steakhouse. And the guys that we were with kind of chatting with kind of laughed and said, what'd you say? And he's like, uh, yeah, I invited a vegetarian to a steakhouse and I've got this big cut of meat in front of me. And, you know, the guys go, oh, you're a vegetarian for how long? You know, three hours. I'm like, no, I haven't eaten meat probably in five or six years, if not longer. The guy looks at my plate and looks at me as I'm eating. He goes, oh, dude, tonight you are going to shit your pants. Because <laughs> he goes, if your system has not had meat in oh, five or six dietary. years. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden you take this gigantic. So basically I saw the guys the next day and they were just expecting me to just be a mess. See, but, yeah, um, my system had meat the today. My, I've, I may, I have meat in my system. I like, I like bacon. I just, I, this, it's my thing. I, you know, we named our cat bacon. You know, let's just we bacon, bacon, bacon. That's that's all I gotta say. Bacon. Um. <laughs> anyway. Um. So uh, now, is this this is this a weekly podcast? Uh. Yeah. Yeah. They do it weekly. Yeah. They also do do patreons and whatnot, and have a an ongoing foundation they have that runs it yeah now are we they preachy no they're they're really chill they're actually really chill like the one woman she's talking about uh oh she was talking about salmonella or oh sars sars was coming back was the thing Uh, oh really uh, the the bird flu they're like bird flu they're like people in the industry in these large factory farms are like oh we can't stop this bird flu and she's like hey you could just stop (laughs) stop factory farming chickens right you know and she's just like you know it's it's a joke but you know um but they're addressing uh, they're addressing that so that that's one issue people say about vegans is that they are preachy but also you know um i i just say it's for religious reasons and people shut right down right away now even though it's just my personal belief or whatnot yeah oh oh, there you go they won't they won't they'll contest a personal opinion but they won't contest respect a religion oh uh, that's yeah. hey, that's a good way to get out of anything it's for religious yeah. reasons Thanks. i'm like i just don't want to talk about it i just want to have my freaking my, my freaking uh, uh salad here in peace <laughs> it's not going in your body don't worry about let, it right? let me eat my lentils and leave me alone yeah le- uh, yeah let, let me eat it it's not your it's literally not your business so yeah. is this uh is this an at is this like a like a, a friend family friendly podcast or are we are we still looking the adult uh... they do yeah they they drop bombs too it's uh, okay explicit <laughs> Okay, so uh, like, but like, is it's it's uh, so is it more the language is explicit? Like, could, could this be like a fourteen or fifteen year old could listen to this? Or are we still talking eighteen plus? Oh yeah, yeah. Like they'll they'll drop the odd f bomb out of frustration or whatever in okay. some other stories and whatnot. But, but it's not explicit. It's, it's pretty light. Okay, yeah. okay, sweet. So that was called our hen house. Yeah, um, and that is uh, that is a, a vegan animal activism podcast. Um, yeah. And it's uh, hosted by uh, is it Jasmine Singer and Marianne Sullivan. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, let's go on to uh, podcast number four here, Adam. And we are looking at the... Oh, that's the Larry Sanders Show podcast. So this um, is, this, uh, uh, this is uh, obviously uh, uh, based, or this is a... Well, I, I'll let you just describe it, may as well, because it's, yeah, uh, it's, it's your it's show. Yeah, it's from... It, it, this this guy he recently uh watched uh, i think it was the, the the zen of larry sanders there there's a documentary that judd apatow i think made uh and then he got into the show as well right um and it's like from the early 90s or whatnot mm-hmm. probably one of my favorite shows early like mockumentary kind of style and that was uh what, gary shandling right 
Yeah, Gary Shanling. It's uh, after he did the um, Gary Shanling show and he was the heir apparent for Carson as well at the time. He was the guest uh, host on that. But um, but yeah, he did this behind the scenes kind of talk show mockumentary, which was really cool. But but this guy like goes through describing everything and what was happening at the time when they had the show and that. Um, and uh, yeah, no, it's interesting. It's like really fun fun format and even makes his own theme song based on the theme song and that <laughs> so does he, he uh, the little interstitials as well the audio stuff yeah. so is he watching like is he watching the episodes in each podcast or is he just it's, breaking them down he, he for des- you he describes it and breaks it down he's like so larry's talking to his wife and his wife comes in before the he's going to a live show and she's like i can't do this anymore he's like what does that mean i'm going on a show you know and he's like and of course larry's conflicted with this and then he goes on about all the different interactions the show it's uh it's interesting yeah so i'm assuming like it's it's better if you have seen the show if you yeah if you've seen it for sure yeah so this is uh so this is record like like i've never watched the larry sanders show so if i was to listen to this podcast would i understand the gist of what he's talking about or would it be better for me to watch like have seen the show first well it, it would be better but like he also addresses like you know the talk show things at the time and he talks about his anxiety with um Arsenio Hall and all these things. So, like, if you were alive at the time, you'd be familiar with most things, you know. Um, uh, in the biz, right? It's about the movie biz, the, the show. So nice, and yeah, because I well, I remember, like, I like, yeah, I grew up in that time. I remember Arsenio Hall, you know, and and, and the dog pound, and then uh, yeah, he like he took off for for uh, he he did quite well for a while. I, like, I how long was he on the air for? Um, he uh, was, Arsenio, oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Like he took over. He's one of the first few, I think, syndicated uh, podcast or no, no, uh, not a podcast, talk shows, but shows, yeah. right? Yeah, talk shows, right? So he actually started selling and getting big money, and he was the hot young young kid on the block. Yeah, yeah, he did quite well there. Yeah, but they even address that in the show where, like, they were doing market research and you know um, things like this, and they they said uh, Jay's doing a thing where he's like going through the audience. And he's got like, you know, one more point in Denver than you do or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, he's going to get a cold, you know, and then he starts doing that and doing all these things, trying to like frantically gain, <laughs> gain an audience, you know, because he's just like, and he's watching this focus group and he's just paranoid and <clears throat> listening to everything they say because he's got a very, you know, thin skin. Yeah. Now is Larry, can you still like, where can you find, is it still like, I'm assuming it'd be available on what, like HBO Max or I'm yeah, assuming, it's, it's would that be HBO, on Crave in Canada? crave and the hbo add-ons i guess yeah. okay yeah because that was like that was yeah that was a like that was a really fantastic 90s hbo show uh mm-hmm. and that what that went for quite a few seasons too didn't it yeah i think they did like six or seven maybe yeah it was it, it uh, yeah, went, went, for, went on for a while for quite a while it was uh yeah i remember i because I, I never i never actually uh, like i i stopped and watch it here and there but because i never sort of sort of watch it in, in any kind of consistency i never sort of like latched onto it as being a regular show to watch um mm-hmm. but for those people that i know that, that watched it uh they, they enjoyed it immensely so uh um the larry the larry sanders show podcast um, and who's and it says host is Beachfront Vinny. That's quite. Uh, I, uh, I think quite... that may be a character name as well. But I see. He's I got see. great radio voice, and I think he's in uh, music himself. Okay. Uh, yeah. And uh, are we talking? Is this an eighteen plus as well? Is this a, a, a you know adult only type of thing? Uh, it, <clears throat> I don't think he drops too much content in that, but uh, it was it's probably labeled. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, cause that, yeah, well, I know Larry Sanders was, uh, 
you know, it was definitely like an 18 plus kind of show. So mm-hmm. I, ma- I imagine this podcast probably sort of ranges in that kind of area as well. Um, if, you know, if he's talking about subjects from that show for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that was the Larry Sanders show podcast. And let's move on to your last recommendation here, Adam. And that is the. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the Jordan Klepper uh, fingers, the conspiracy. <laughs> <clears throat> and this is uh this is klepper from the uh, he's from the daily show there you probably know him he goes to all the trump rallies and yeah he's like there like he's there like the on-site correspondent right yeah yeah he, he did a lot of that stuff um so this is like a limit i think it was a limited series podcast where uh they went over like some of the more popular conspiracies political conspiracies that and and where they came from and whatnot you know Oh, really? Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he goes into it and he talks to like uh, different reporters who have like followed that or have been in the communities and whatnot. So is he like, is this, are we talking like QAnon type of conspiracies, Pizzagate, that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. All, all that, all that stuff. Right. Um, you know, like when, when someone was laughing about, um, uh, they say QAnon was like an in, internal guy at the FBI or whatever, and they're like, they're like, hey, they're like, uh, they're like that Quincy sure is typing a lot over there at his desk. <laughs> 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 they're like Agent Quincy, you know. So it's a uh, tongue-in-cheek conspiracy show. Uh, well, a little bit. He like kind of uh, laughs about some of the inconsistencies. He says, but also I don't want to be mean because it is very close to them, right? Like yeah. a lot of these people, you know. Uh, but he is he like, said, is he but, breaking down yeah. the conspiracy? Like, is he is he showing like you know why they're wrong, or is he just sort of talking well, about the exper- the conspiracy? Yeah, well, he talks about the origin and he understands how they got to their conclusions and whatnot. He, he's very understanding. Like, even when he's interviewing people, he's trying to be um, as over. Like, he'll make the odd statement, but he's not trying to be mean. He'll just say, well, you know, he'll he'll point out a. Um, inconsistency in the things they just said um or, or like uh yeah one, one person he talked about the whole trump family being presidents for all these years and he says he says oh he says um uh, uh what was trump's son there um uh oh donald jr oh, he, he said uh, no no he's always oh, youngest i, f- I forget eric? his name uh eric it was with melania his child was oh, melania. oh um, baron Baron. Was it Baron? Yeah, Baron Trump was like, you know, 20, 20 36 or something. And then uh, he said, oh, they're only a one-term president. He's like, no, it's not. And he's like reading his back. He's like, no, it says here it's only four years. <laughs> he said, why is that? <laughs> but he just had the wrong dates, you know. Oh, uh, but yeah, he, he's generally like fairly lighthearted and whatnot. People would come uh, come and talk to him and he talked about the idea of changing people's minds about how you know it really happens um you know uh, unless you're willing to hear and a lot of them won't yeah they clump in the daily show with mainstream media which they won't talk to either uh, uh, as well no absolutely it's it's well, typically when you know their belief in conspiracy the- theories especially those conspiracies it's entrenched right no matter what you mm-hmm. uh w- what evidence you show it uh, you know, there, there's no changing minds, right? So like I, you know, it, it's just, just let them, you know, just I, try to try to show them, you know, where they they, they might be in error. But unless they're willing to open their mind and, and accept that they're wrong, then it's it, it's never going to change. Obviously, sure. Well, you know, any any evidence against a conspiracy is proof for it or something yeah like absolutely this. yeah like exactly the, they, they can always yeah. figure a way out for sure. They're like, ah, uh, see, well, they're like, where'd you get your information? And I'm like. 
and then and well people will bring up to me they're like oh cbc news is biased because the liberal government's paying them off i'm like i'm like well who's paying for it when the conservatives were in power like what are you what are you talking about yeah, yeah exactly it's <laughs> i'm it's like government funded. like cbc's yeah it's government funded i'm like did, were they biased for them then i don't understand yeah. you know yeah. i'm like yeah absolutely it's like you, you can put a flat earther in a canoe and send him toward the edge and he'll always explain why that's not the edge yeah exactly sure, it's not the edge yeah, yeah for sure um, so uh so now you said this is a limited series so if you went and looked this up what how many episodes are we looking at here do you know i think they did six or so they did some of the more, more popular ones okay yeah, so it's so, a, it, it yeah. sounds like it could be a good road trip uh podcast then Mm-hmm. Now is this? Are we talking eighteen plus as well? I've seen because I know Jordan Klepper. He used to have the Jordan Klepper show. Uh, is yeah. he? Is he? Uh, is he a swearer? Is it eighteen plus or is this something? I that's... think it's. Yeah, he doesn't. I don't think he does. I think it's pretty. Uh, pretty fair. It's very very talk radio. We oh, okay. Know, kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and so this is. Uh, and um, are we looking at, like hour long episodes? Or are we talking in your like half hour uh, time frame that you like? Yeah, they might be a half hour once. They're they're pretty quick. Okay, um, I, I think yeah. Nice. And so that was called Jordan Klepper's. Uh, sorry, <clears throat> Jordan Klepper fingers the conspiracy, and uh, and uh, it's uh, Jordan Klepper from the Daily Show. He's their uh, he's their uh, uh, correspondent in the field, um, and he explains uh, political conspiracies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, thank you for those recommendations, Adam. Uh, they said, you know, that uh, I think I might try out that villain was right. Uh, that sounds like something that might be up my alley to uh, to to give a test drive to. Now, For sure. uh, that's that's on my list. Now, Steve, uh, you have uh, you have a podcast to recommend today, and uh, and what do, uh, what's on your recommendation list? So this was one uh, that's part of the the infamous East Coast trip we did this year. We we picked a bunch of different ones and tried a couple of episodes of, of each and. The ones that stuck got multiple listens. The ones that didn't died off and got erased off off my phone. So um, the one that I'm recommending this week, it's it's called Ear Hustle. Um, And Ear Hustle is um, the the episodes, the earlier episodes, the the host has changed a little bit recently, but the earlier episodes um, was Erlon Woods um, and, and Rashawn Thomas. And what it is was a project inside San Quentin um, where an inmate got to do a podcast um, with an outsider. And it's all part of, uh, I think a lot of it is is part of the rehabilitation portion of it. And, and I mean, something for them to do and, and move forward. Um, it, it was just really interesting, especially the first few episodes. Um, they're, they're now well over 100 episodes. I think they're 103, 104 episodes now. Um we 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 didn't go much further. We we got to a point where, okay, we we've heard enough to to learn about it, and, and it's ongoing. It's about life in in prison and how some prisoners and it got in some personal stories, and there's some that are very touching, and you know it's it's you know really plays up what prison is like in the United States and how some people end up. Whatever your personal beliefs are about minorities and and the the injustices that are put through to get uh, an exponential number of minorities in the prison system versus not take it with a grain of salt but i mean for anyone that wants to go and learn a bit about what it's like in the prison system and and how it works and what life is really like um without something like watching oz or prison break and those kind of shows which glorify a lot of weird stuff but this is like regular life in there um 
it, it was just an eye opener. It was an eye opener from someone who, you know, would be terrified to go to prison in any way, shape or form. I mean, I'm always said I'm far too delicate for prison. They'd pass me around <laughs> like a joint at a kid rock concert. I mean, I would not do well. Um, but it was interesting to hear what the day-to-day life, what it's like, what the system is like, uh, without all the glorified TV stuff. So, um, yeah, it's great. There's, uh, it's actually filtered through, um, the prison system. So, so through the administration, um, they have to, they actually approve the episodes going out. So there's, there's a bit of a comb over, but again, they don't get too deep. They don't talk a lot of shit about the system. Um, it is explicit. It does have uh, an over 18 rating. Uh, some episodes, they talk about the people that are there, what their crimes were, what happened to them. Um, usually about 40 minutes, 40 to 55 minutes, 40 minutes to an hour. Um, and, and worth a listen, give it a shot. And, and if you had any curiosity about what life is really, really like for an inmate, this is, uh, this is a good one. So in, in each episode, are they talking to a different inmate? No, the, the, the chunk that we listened to, because as I said, we, we didn't have 104 episodes to go through as we went through, yeah. but uh, Erlon Woods and, and, um, and uh, Rashawn Thomas, Rashawn, thank you, um, are, are the hosts. They, they do talk about some other people's stories. They talk about a lot of the setup is, is what it's like um, going in. So like when you get into the, the first episodes that were back in 2017, I think is when it started. Um, it talks about what it's like with cellies and, and you know, loyalty uh, between inmates. Um, one of them talks about the the shoe, which everyone thinks is the hole, is, is the, the popular term. Mm-hmm. Um, the shoe is a solitary housing unit, is what it's officially called. Um, it talks about some of the people in there, uh, what it's like for the prisoners that have done a long term versus prisoners going in. So it's it's... And they do talk about some, there are some stories they'll bring up. They'll say this person and they'll find an interesting story. Um, but the first chunk, if you don't want to go past just an idea of what it's like in prison um, in a place like San Quentin, which is a very old and popular prison in the U S um, you know, they'll get into more, but the, the first 15, 20 episodes is a good overview. Okay. And so is this, and this is an ongoing podcast. It's ongoing. It's still going now. Um, as I understand it, and from what I can gather, like I said, we stopped listening to it. Erlon, I think, has made his way out of prison and has now been paroled or is out of the system. So Erlon um, was the prisoner and, and Rashawn Thomas, because you said one was a prisoner and one wasn't, or they both were? Erlon, no, Erlon was the prisoner. Rashawn was, uh, she came in and she was kind of the outsider that came in. I mean, even to the point where they had to delay, they're usually out every two weeks, give or take. Um, they had to delay a bunch of episodes, of course, during COVID when that happened. And then they delayed a bunch of episodes because of a lockdown in prison. I mean, it, it really became down to the mercy of, of what was happening in San Quentin. And um, okay, it's, as I said, it's interesting. And it's interesting to hear some of the people that are in and a lot of prisoners. I mean, the if you watch Shawshank, I think the the, the line is everyone in here is innocent. And, and you hear that kind of line. But you know, things like some guys that they talk to that, yeah, I'm in for the three strike rule. My first, my first strike was a bad one. My second strike wasn't so bad. And my third one was a, a small misdemeanor. And I ended up in San Quentin and mm-hmm. you, you just stuff like that. It's, it, it's really interesting to hear, like I said, social justice, but just the thinking of, wow, you know, what do we as humans do to other humans and the lifestyle and, and the day to day? 
um, okay. away from, like I said, Oz and Prison Break and all the glorified stuff. Ah, okay. So, and that was uh, that was called Ear Hustle, correct, Steve? Correct. Awesome. Okay. Nice. Well, that sounds uh, 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 an inmate podcast. I never, uh, I, I never, never occurred to me that that could happen. Yeah, and the precipice of it was I actually visited on a trip. I, I visited the Kingston Penitentiary, and that kind of led to someone mentioning this, or I read this somewhere, and it kind of that's how it all tied in. So, um, yeah, put everything into context for me. Oh, nice. Okay, well, thank you for that recommendation today, Steve. What about um, you? What's yours? Okay, so my recommendation today it's a a podcast. It's called Your Own Backyard. Um, it's uh, it's hosted by a guy named Chris Lambert. And it's a uh, it's a documentary podcast series investigating the uh, 1996 disappearance of Cal Poly student Kristen Smart. Um, so she uh, so she was a student at Cal Poly, um, and she disappeared uh, one night after a party um, um, uh, back in '96. And uh, they always had this sort of prime suspect. Um, that, uh, that, that, you know, they, they always suspected, but they never, uh, they never had enough evidence, uh, to, um, to, to like to sort of pin the, the crime on, uh, uh, his name was Paul Flores. Um, so, uh, this guy, Chris Lambert, he started, he started doing a podcast, um, about the disappearance of Kristen Smart. And, um, I don't know, it's a true, the, so this is obviously a true crime podcast. And I don't know if you guys have ever listened to these ones where the, where, uh, like, so this, this podcast sort of, it, it sort of intersects and be, and it like sort of with the subject they're covering, right? Because they're, they're like, they're talking to witnesses, but they're also talking to people that like the police like never talked to, right? Like witnesses that. Uh, like there was one guy that ended up moving to Australia and they went and sought him out and, and asked for, you know, like, um, you know, uh, like his memories of that night. And and um, so um, while he's making this podcast, um, obviously it's coming out and he's talking to people involved with the case. But at the same time, the uh, the Paul Flores and uh, uh, was also. Um, listening to this podcast and, and his, his family was listening to it as well because it was uh, it wasn't just Paul that they suspected but they suspected his family had helped him um, you know sort of get rid of the body as well so um, so uh, the I like I discovered this podcast actually shortly after Paul Flores uh, uh, was arrested uh, for this crime and 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 uh, a large part of why he was arrested was was due to this uh, was was due to this podcast um, and uh, and and um, them actually listening to the podcast and discussing it amongst themselves and uh, the police were listening uh, you know like you know into them as well so this really it's 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 um it's not a long but it's it's twenty two episodes long. Um, it uh, it starts with sort of the background of of, uh, of the crime, sort of what happened, uh, who he's talking to, and then sort of the genesis of uh, of how you know he, you know he became sort of involved, uh, or the podcast sort of became involved uh, with the story, um, and. Uh, um, uh, yeah, it's I just I find those interesting when you know a podcast that's covering a subject all of a sudden become because he was subpoenaed to be part of the trial and stuff like that, and uh, he had to get his own lawyer um, as as part of the process as well because uh, because you know like a, a lot of evidence that the police were using were were you know sort of gleaned through this podcast, which was really uh, which I I found remarkable because it's uh, you know this this podcast potentially help uh, helped you know find uh, you know find you know uh, you know. Resolve Resolve a uh, a disappearance of a student from you know twenty what well, we're talking twenty six years ago right 
Um, so yeah, it was, uh, uh, it's, I just, I, I, I found it a, a really interesting podcast. It's 22 episodes long. Um, they're, the episodes are roughly anywhere between 40 to 60 minutes. There's like one that's a half an hour and maybe one, a couple that are over an hour, but you're talking that 40 to 60 minute range. Um, I don't recall a lot of swearing, but it obviously it is graphic content. You know, we're talking about murder potentially here and, and then the disappearance of, of people in, in dead bodies and cadaver dogs and things. So it's, uh, it's not, uh, it's definitely of mature content, uh, but uh, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was really interesting. I I enjoy sort of uh, how sort of the, the you know the podcast can sort of uh, you know cross that boundary of being you know covering a subject to all of a sudden being part of the subject they were covering. So uh, um, yeah. Uh, so Mark, how often do these ones of yours? I know you listen to a lot of these true crime ones. Mm-hmm. How often do these podcasters actually end up being drawn into the trials? Like, have you heard of I'm, any of these that they're going to stand and they're actually? I'm not sure. Like, I don't uh, like. I know. Like, there was that first one that I uh, the in the dark podcast, and that was I think one of the first ones I recommended, um, and that was season two of that one, and that one was about that case in uh, uh, down south where the where, where this guy got uh, like uh, tried um, six times for the same crime and. Um, and, and it was that podcast that were cut was covering that subject was, was like a huge part of the reason, you know, why he was able to get it like, you know, they were able to resolve the case, um, you know, in in the way it ended. But, uh, I, I just, I, I guess it all depends, right? Like if they're, if they're talking about unresolved cases, then, then, uh, then the podcast can probably have quite a bit, uh, 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 you know, quite a bit to do with the outcome of those cases because the podcasters typically, you know, that's like that. That's the subject they're 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 you know, they're driven to sort of present to the audience. So they will go above and beyond to get as much information as possible. Uh, like I know that the the in the dark podcast, like they went through filing cabinets, one file, one paper at a time, looking for information. Like the police never did that, right? They didn't have the resources to put that much man time into you know you know looking for you know. Evidence in this case, whereas you know their whole, their their whole like the, the podcaster's whole subject or like the you know everything they want, like you know for them it was worth it because they were gleaning evidence and, and information they could share with not only the audience but also police. Um, you know they they did they did the legwork that the police couldn't uh, they couldn't do and that uh, and that sort of ultimately helped them um, in the end, which uh, you know I thought you know you know quite interesting. Yeah, and I mean the old TV thing. I'm sure the podcasters are also not guided and and under the same constraints in, of investigation that the the police would be. So they they can go and I mean a podcaster doesn't need a subpoena to go and start searching stuff. Yeah, yeah, they they they're not constrained by laws and bound by, you know, things like Miranda rights and things of that nature, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. No, cool. Good good recommendation. So that one was called Your Own Backyard. Um, and that one, uh, that, uh, it's, uh, by the host, Chris Lambert, 22 episodes long. Um, I would definitely, if you like true crime, especially, uh, you know, when, when podcasts intersect with, uh, the subject they're covering, that is definitely, uh, definitely worth, uh, definitely worth a listen. Now, um, we, uh, I think, uh, I think is that, uh, anything else, uh, we want to share in, in the world of podcast today? Are we, uh. You know, I have no podcast to recommend because Steve and I had been recommending podcasts or like ones that we listened to from the previous week because Steve and I have been listening to or yeah, we've been recommending podcasts quite a bit the last few episodes. So uh, I will potentially report on one of Adam's next week. We'll uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Adam, do you have anything to add to our podcast list? I did have a recommendation. I know you you probably like it, Steve. It's a it's a business uh, one. Um, 
uh, it's called Side Hustle School. And it's like a five minute podcast. And he uh, talks about a different business every week or every Side day. Hustle. Actually, it's, it's a daily hustle? one. Side Hustle School, I think. Oh, yeah. And, and you said this is a five minute podcast? Yeah, it's like five minutes. Um, but he talks about a, a different kind of business and the different um, issues they had with it. So it, you get a wide spectrum of different businesses. And he even does like one every week where he puts the whole weekly, I think, um, podcast together. So it's like a half hour thing at that point. Yeah. Okay. Well, sounds good. I'll, I'll uh, that one on here and, and give it a, a listen. Side Hustle School. Okay. So that's a, a quick business podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, where did we go there? Oh, shit. I thought you guys, oh, I've, something happened on my computer. I thought I lost you guys for a second and, you know, I had a little bit of a panic. Okay. Um, okay. So I think, uh, I think we can make our way over to our, uh, the pet portion of today's podcast. Um, Steve, uh, do you have any, uh, no, no, any updates, uh, you know, in, in, in your search for, uh, for puppers yet or what? Are we still, are we still in, uh, um, we're, we're holding tight for right now. No, we, uh, we, we came close the other day. We found a breeder that had come up with one. Nancy, uh, looked, I, I think we've kind of settled on a breed and, and Nancy reached out to the breeder a couple of weeks ago because it's it's usually a, a months and months and months long process and they responded on uh thursday and said uh someone backed out i've got one right now if you want to come get it uh it'll be ready on able to be released to its new home um starting saturday mm-hmm. and that was kind of a holy shit moment and and realized we we weren't prep for something that we're thinking so it was a little too quick for you a little too quick but uh i think what it did was it kind of forced us to settle on a breed and what we're looking for and the the type of breed we're looking for so um it it looks like it is going to be a havanese so that is they are fucking cute little teddy bear looking dogs and and uh not very active which is what uh we like and uh they're they're known to be true companion dogs they're not a working dog they're not a a ratter or a terrier they were bred for uh the aristocracy in cuba to serve as companion dogs to cuban aristocrats so they are bred to want to just be with their humans and, and spend time they're bred to is, be loyal that's basically they're bred uh, to be loyal and cuddle nice. so that was uh that's where we're at okay well uh, exciting let's uh, let's uh, looking forward to uh you know more updates in the future now uh now adam you uh you actually uh you have your three dogs yourself is that correct yeah yeah we have three dogs here and they're all like herding dogs <laughs> so yeah so you uh there's let's see we have connor uh audrey and Allie. is that right yeah, yeah. and so adam was that was that herding with erd or urt like are well, they just they're a bunch of sad hurting they're dogs? Also, they're also sad sacks. They're hurt, <laughs> hurt bags. They're hurting yeah. dogs. So are they? They're all hurt. Do they try to hurt each other? Yeah, each other and um, the the kids when they're here as well. Like uh, my nephew and my daughter and all that. <laughs> they don't like anyone. They get really defensive of like um, the kids and um, uh, my mom as well. Right? They're like very close with them. So they um, anyone they. Come, moves too quickly around them they get very aggressive and they're all like you know horns out around the def- whoever they're defending and sometimes they'll even nip at you on your ankles it's a weird hurting thing 
It's kind of get you to just kind of move out of the way, eh? Get you, uh, you know, oh, get, get yeah. you going in a specific it's direction, like, eh? Yeah, yeah, to, to, to move you and hurt you. Um, any, the whole, they'll all go off the door, of course, right? Uh, anything that sounds like a door, if you drop something, they just all freak out, right? Just like uh, just screaming all the time. It's terrible. Now, but like they're in bed now and they, because they're strung out from, you know, all day <laughs> yelling. Because, yeah, we, we heard some barking in the background earlier, right? Yeah. That was, was that them, uh, you know, barking at something? That was them, um, anything. Anything, it could have eh? been anything. It doesn't matter. No. So now, okay. So now it says I got uh, Connor here is a border collie, and Audrey mm-hmm. and Ali are both Australian shepherds. Yeah, uh, is that uh, yeah. now? I see. Is is Connor for collie, and and Audrey and Ali for Australian? Like, is that uh, was there a connection there, or was that? Uh... I'm not sure. I I think uh, Connor was a rescue, so um, I'm not sure if that was the name that was given or came with him. Mm-hmm. But he was a little spooked out. They found him out down a highway down down in a nearby town you know um the, they had uh, they're very weary of men yeah uh, specific, specifically so like myself looming or you know um getting close to anyone they'd be very weary with me mm-hmm. specifically and other men as well and how uh, is he odd, and how is yeah. he now then is he is, is he is he better now well, like, how, better how long have you had us. him for now yeah, it's probably about yeah three years or so okay um, uh but he he gets better but he'll initially of course the door he's like yeah he'll he'll growl and bark and get quite aggressive so we just have to come down to his level and really offer the hand and yeah. you know say and, and give him you know dulcet tones with her voice for like it's okay and reassurance and all that yeah now audrey and ali here they're both the same age are they are they like the sisters are they related being both they, the same breed they are they were actually they were from a um, a, a breeder, I believe, as mm-hmm. well. So they like uh, they grew up together. Um, and uh, they one weird thing with those dogs, apparently the uh, the Aussies is they actually cut off their tail, so they just have these wiggly little nubs all the time. Um, <laughs> they always wiggle up up to you, you know. So why is the um, like? Is there is there a reason behind cutting off the tail for an Australian Shepherd? I don't know. I think it's all ridiculous. The clipping and trimming dogs for our yeah. own aesthetic reasons is, uh, I think it's horribly stupid and cruel. You know, um, yeah. I think breeding in general is messed up, you know, cause it's all for our usage uh, and consumption as humans. And, you know, our, our, like you talked about the kennel shows that like a super weird seeing like um, having a pageantry thing for another species. I, I find it odd. Yeah. Oh yeah, the 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 I I only watch it because I I love dogs, so it's just mm-hmm. a, a two hours of dogs parading around, which you know it's it's on there and and they're friggin' cute. But I yeah I agree with you completely. Like our our cockapoo, we got seventeen eighteen years ago, and and I I didn't we didn't know any different. We just wanted a dog, and that was mm-hmm. back in the days where they sold dogs at pet stores, and we got it. And Tucker, same thing. He had a we called it his little nubbin his tail was just this tiny little nubbin at the end. And it wasn't until, and we were super protective of him because we didn't have kids and he was like our kid. And it wasn't until a couple of years in that we realized that they docked his tail to make it like that. And we were just furious. Like who takes a baby puppy and lops off part of its tail to make it look 
cuter or to fit something. Which so was, I, mm-hmm. uh, I just Googled it. I just, I Googled why cut tail off of Australian shepherds. And uh, it said the Australian shepherd and mini Australian shepherd both under undergo are often undergo tail docking for the following reasons. It's considered a standard of the breed. That's it. Yep. An That's undocked tail is yeah, long, messy, thing. and could get matty to uh, could get matted to prevent damage from tall grass, weeds, and other outdoor dangers. So uh, interesting. So, so yeah. they're streamlined. Yeah, I guess that's, uh, I guess. More that, yeah. aerodynamic. Yeah, the, uh, nothing can sort of, uh, you know, like, I guess, well, you know, if, I guess if it's, if it's out there in the wilderness with you or something, I'm not sure, but like, yeah, I'm not like, uh, none of our dogs have had anything done to them other than Tripper's leg being cut off. But that was, uh, mm-hmm. that was, that was not for, uh, you know, for considered for standard of the breed. That was more <laughs> it for, wasn't you know, for the look. Yeah, it was, yeah, well, that's it. it you know, we just, cool. it was, it was just easier, easier for him to pee. Right. You know, it didn't have to lift a leg. That's the, uh. You know, no, I'm Mark. Got, okay. Mark got a discount on dog shoes. No, you know what? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. The we uh, we used to get the uh, the dogs' nails clipped, and uh, and uh, we never, you know, we never got a discount for Tripper. We got the, we had to pay the same price for Tripper <laughs> that we had to pay for oh, uh, no. for Maple and uh, you know and Dunder and uh, and Tripper's missing a leg. Like you know, twenty five percent discount there. Come on. You know, and for those of yeah. you that Tripper lost his leg in a car accident when he was two months old, we, we yeah. rescued him when he was 10 months old, son's leg. Um, well, if, and, uh, if they offered a discount, people would start cutting legs off. <laughs> like, like, yeah, people will find a reason for anything. Yeah. yeah. Gross. But well, I'll tell Mark, you, if, man, if you we know. really want to talk about the, uh, the, the modification, I think we, we do the phone a friend and call uh, our friend Dan and have a whole circumcision discu- discussion. Oh my goodness. No, no, we, uh, we no, no. No, no, we're not talking about, uh, you know, human anatomy here. We're talking about animals, you know, the, uh, the, oh, that's uh, weird too. What? I don't even understand piercing myself, but <laughs> I had, a, I had a, we, I had a piercing once I had a, uh, I had, a, I, 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 I treated myself to that when I was like 15 years old and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, no. Do you have well, any tattoos? And- not, not myself, no. Okay. Yeah. But we talk about the modification. So the fixing thing, the the getting your pet spayed or neutered. I actually was talking to a vet tech um, last week, and and I didn't know. I thought the idea of getting your dog fixed was sometimes it was a testosterone thing or or just, you know, to avoid them procreating unwantingly. Mm-hmm. But there's actually a tie-in with some breeds that if you get them neutered, um, the testosterone that's in them in certain breeds are actually make them more prone to cancers. Really? Wow. Certain oh, really? Cancers, oh. male and female. So yeah, the, 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 the spay or neutering actually helps eliminate, um, like if a female goes into heat three or four times, as I was told, um, actually by that point, going into heat four times is, has increased their, their chances for some cancers, which getting them fixed or, or spayed or neutered, um, actually helps and oh, wow. helps eliminate some of those threats. Like so. I know with, with our guys, like Maple, she came, she was, she was spayed already. Um, when we got her, um, a tripper was already, uh, he was neutered. Dunder wasn't, but part of our agreement was that we, you know, like part of the rescue agreement is that you're, uh, you're, you're agreeing to get them, uh, 
um, fixed uh, at some point. Now I do know now that there's there. Um, I now this is again something I can research for future uh, to make sure I got uh, the information correct. But I believe that they're they're waiting a little bit longer now before they actually do that uh, to the dogs because um, I think it also has something to do with the development of their uh, uh, like their development of like uh, you know the, the the skeleton or the body or their hips or something like that that they uh, that they they prefer for you to wait. Uh, a little bit longer before uh, fixing the animals. Is that correct, Steve? Do you have you heard that? That's yeah. That's that's actually what started the conversation um, mm-hmm. when we were looking uh, for for the new dog. Of course, some breeders, some places where you get them, they put these rules in place where you like if it's a rescue that you if it's too young and you're rescuing it now, they will let you rescue it sooner. But you enter into a, an obligation that you will get the pet fixed or spayed or neutered within what X amount of time. Um, one of the places that we were looking at a rescue that we were talking to um, came back and they said, we want you to to do it, but you agree to have it neutered um, later on. So I think it was about a year. Um, they were talking about it and they said, but ultimately talk to your vet, get the advice of your vet, but the larger breeds, um, was that if it's, if you're, if you're a smaller breed, they're saying it's not as mission critical because development on smaller breeds happens pretty quick. They're usually full grown by a certain point, but the one technician I was speaking to that was uh, talking about some of the research that comes out is especially with the larger breeds wait as long as you can. Yeah. It prevents Um, like the hip dysplasia and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, because testosterone, especially in the males, um, the testosterone uh, is is very, uh, very much a part of of just overall growth and development and, and maturity, uh, which leads to bone and, and health and joint health in the future. So um, anyone that's listening, certainly ask your vet. The vet tech did, you know, qualify all her statements with but ultimately talk to your vet and, and say, see what your vet's like, because there's other things that tie in when they examine your pet. Um, like if a vet says I'll spay or neuter your animal without looking it over or no questions asked, I'll just, yeah, bring it in. Like you're getting a piercing done. You might be a little bit more concerned, but uh, I, as I understood it, a vet will look at your individual um, pet family member, your furry family member, and, and help make a decision with you based on that. Well, I've made a note. I made a note that I'm going to, you know, maybe do a little research this week and I uh, maybe come back with a little bit more information, uh, see how accurate we were in our statements there uh, in regards to uh, the, the neutering and spaying of animals at specific ages. Uh, how about you? Is Are, are you Talk all your guys spayed? Sorry? Sorry, Adam? <laughs> Talk to a professional. Yeah, that's it. That's you know, I'm gonna... <laughs> about it. I'm going to, I'm going to get to, you know, like, well, that's, we, we like to make sure we're well, not putting should. misinformation yeah. out there. You know, maybe, maybe one day we have a vet on the show, right? We were, we have a pot expert. Mm-hmm. Maybe we have a vet on and we talk about uh, dogs and cats and things like that. Um, uh, I like my, my daughter. She asked someone, someone said something and she's like, how do you know that? And she was like five at the time. <laughs> like, that's a good question. You should ask everyone that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. Exactly. Like, yeah. Where, where are you getting your facts from? Let me know. Oh well, um, Adam. Uh, you know it's uh, it was a uh, it was a pleasure having you on today. Uh, thank you, uh, thank you for your uh, your uh, your podcast recommendations and your your uh, open discussion about cannabis and uh, and your your animals. Um, uh, uh, Steve, um, you know, is, do you guys have anything to add before I say the goodbyes and do all of our good stuff that way? 
No, just uh, for me, thanks, Adam. You're a great guest, and and thanks for joining us today. And Mark, thanks for the opportunity. As always, been fun. Oh, you know I what I will add? I love, I love so, the pod. Sorry, Adam. Big listener. Uh, no, I love your I love your stuff. Oh, you're, oh, you're quite quite prolific once it's been made. Well done. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. Thank you. Very much appreciated. Um, I will say that uh, Adam, um, Adam, uh, he does stand up comedy, and Adam and I will both be performing at um, a uh, the stand up comedy show in Bonfield, Ontario, on Saturday, February 11th, um, at the uh, Parish Hall. Um, so uh, you know, if you if you happen to be in North Bay. Or in that area, and you're looking for uh, if you're looking for tickets, they're 15 bucks, uh, you know, in advance, 20 bucks at the door. Uh, you mm-hmm. can email the show, uh, and I'm sure I can hold tickets for you. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, uh, let's uh, let's go through our usual end of podcast uh, uh, ritual here. Uh, we're gonna thank uh, uh, our listeners uh, again, uh, as per usual. Uh, Steve, I uh, I'd like to thank you for co-hosting today. Um, Adam, I'd like to thank you uh, for being our guest. Uh, is there anything that you, besides that comedy show, you want to promote? Uh, uh, you can follow me online, uh, all over the place at, at Adam Beanish Art. Shart. <laughs> shart. <laughs> uh, I also have a joke about that. It was accidentally had a shart in it. I went, they went fart, I believe, or something. Um, but, uh, but it works. Nice. Uh, but yeah, I got like Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Twitch. Uh, I have a Facebook fan page I made myself, which my daughter <laughs> laughed about. <laughs> like, if, if you don't like you, no one else will. That's what I told her. Uh, so, oh, there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> nice. Um, I'll I'll make sure all that's sitting in the uh, in the notes for today's podcast. Uh, we want to oh we want to thank our number one fan Karen for listening again. Uh, Nancy for doing the graphics. Aiden and Richard at RFP Media. For teaching me the audio, uh, Didi and Deeps for the music and theme song, and uh, Dana for letting me do this. Um, today's podcast that uh, we went through uh, were from Adam were Improv for Humans, The Villain Was Right, Our Hen House, The Larry Sanders Show podcast, Jordan Klepper's Fingers the Conspiracy. Um, he also, a quick recommendation in the end was Side, uh, Side Hustle School, a quick five minute uh, podcast. Steve recommended Ear Hustle. I recommended uh, your own backyard. Uh, so hopefully, uh, you know, maybe one of those will catch your ear. Um, anyway, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe and review us uh, wherever you can do that, assuming it's a good review. Um, you can find us on just about all podcast platforms. If you want to email us, you can email us at markloves.ppp at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook. Just search Mark Loves PPP. Again, that's the letter P, not the urine P. Um, uh, remember, uh, support your local arts, music, and comedy scenes. Help out or donate to your uh, nearby animal shelters and rescues and wildlife rescues and keep the workers at your community pot shops employed by frequenting them often guys it's been a pleasure uh, have yourselves a good evening you've got yourself some pets here too eh? oh you got yeah three dogs eh yeah i'm trying to be very quiet though <laughs> well let's <laughs> well, well, do they react to noise is that it <clears throat> anything any doors or m- movements like if I move my chair, you know. Oh, yeah. oh really? Eh? Okay. Well, that's fine. Hey, man. Oh, if just got... wait till someone rings the doorbell. We... I'm going to order you a pizza to your yeah, house. Oh, to see yeah. Chaos. <laughs> well, if uh, if they do make noise, you know, I think dog barking it would be appropriate for this podcast. <laughs>